What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Owl Olympic Podcast. My name is Madison Cruz, and I am here with all of us interns here, and we're going to kind of just give a little bit of a recap, introduce ourselves, and we're going to go over some KSU trivia today on this podcast. Let's go ahead and kick it off. All right, we have Andrew West. Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Maddie. I'm Andrew, a sophomore at KSU. Just typical, love sports, all sports mostly, but football, soccer, baseball. My favorite KSU memory will forever be, uh, oh gosh, just doing snow angels in the confetti at the ASUN championship. Bucket list item. That is awesome. And now let me kick it to Bryce Gobert. Bryce? Uh, I'm Bryce Gobert. I am a junior here at Kennesaw. I would say that my favorite sport would probably have to be hockey, just because I played for five years. That's the sport I played the longest. Um, but I've really been enjoying baseball and basketball recently. So those have probably been my two favorites, I would say, right now. Uh, my favorite KSU memory would probably have to be us winning the Ace Sun Championship, getting to work that game and be a part of it was was a lot of fun. Um, and I just I don't think there's anything that can top being a part of KSU Out Network back when uh, back when that happened. So that would be my favorite KSU memory. Thanks, Bryce. And now we're gonna kick it to Caroline. Hey, All Nation. My name is Caroline, and my favorite sport has got to be baseball. I'm a huge Braves fan. I'm a huge advocate for the Braves. And my favorite KSU memory has got to be being in the control room on the broadcast side during the ASUN championship. It was such a great memory, great environment. So yeah. Definitely a good one. That was one of my top ones as well. But now going on, now we got Jade Barquette. All right, Jade, give us an introduction. Hey, All Nation. My name is Jade Barquette. Um, I'm a grad student here. Um, I just moved to Kennesaw in the summer. So my favorite memory at KSU just has to be um, meeting my teammates and just getting settled into life here. Um, We play spike ball and volleyball all the time at the pool together. So just that type of bonding moment. And my favorite sport is soccer or football. You heard me talk a little bit, but my name is Madison Cruz. Um, I'm a senior here at KSU as well. Um, My favorite sport is definitely soccer. I'm a huge Atlanta United fan. It's really bad how much I talk about them. So if you ever want to talk about it, just hit me up. It'll be a great time. Uh, My favorite KSU memory has got to be my first homecoming game. I was a sophomore. I went with my two roommates and it was just a great time. And I loved every minute of it. All righty. Well, now that we're kind of got introductions out of the way, we're going to kind of give a little bit of an overview of what each sport each of us have been covering. So let me go ahead and kick it off to Jade again to kind of give us a little bit of a recap of what's been going on with men's and women's golf. Awesome. So both our men's and women's golf teams have been off to a fantastic start this season. Uh, our men's golf team won the All-State Stream Song Invitational in Florida. Um, it was the 18th ta- team title in the program's history, which is super awesome. Sean Cook, one of the players, was the team's top finisher. His 10 under par total tied for seventh in program history. Um, When I talked to Coach last week, he was just super excited about the momentum this team is bringing and what a great start to the season, and they couldn't ask for much more. On the women's golf side, they finished ninth at the Sam Golden Invitational in Texas. Um, They set multiple program records. Their first record was in the single round low. Um, which was 277 in round two and the team low through 36 holes, which was 560. So two program records at that tournament. And then Caitlin Campbell Nyman secured the ASUN golfer of the week for her second time in her career. 
Thank you so much, Jade. And now we're going to kick it to Bryce to give us a rundown of what's been going on in volleyball. Thanks, Maddie. Yeah, the Owls are 7-4 and four overall this season with three of their seven wins being over Power 5 opponents, those three being Oregon State, Wake Forest, and Mississippi State. And Mississippi State was the eighth annual Griffins game where the Owls had to win in comeback fashion after trailing 2-0 after two sets. They've only played three home games this season, and they are 2-1 and one on the floor at the Convo with their only loss being to Western Michigan. And they are 1-2 and two on the road and 4-1 and one in neutral site games, meaning they've played 12 games not on their home floor, so they have been road warriors this season. Their most recent tournament was the Xavier Tournament, where they beat Northern Kentucky in their first game in five sets, yet lost to Xavier in their second game in three sets. Their first A-Sun matchup will be this weekend on Saturday at 1 p.m. at Eastern Kentucky, and their next home match will also be an A-Sun play versus Stetson on Friday, September 29th at 7 p.m. Leading the Owls in the stats category will be Manu Johnson, who leads Kennesaw State with 140 kills and 14 aces, and Emma Scherfranz is close behind her with 136 kills and 12 aces, while McKinley Ferguson leads the team with 422 assists. A lot of positives here from this Kennesaw State team so far. A lot of senior leadership has been going on to get the Owls ready for a sun play. Going to be really excited to see what this team does. Alrighty, now we're going to talk a little bit about women's soccer here at KSU. Now, the KSU women's soccer team is coming off of a nil-five loss against Central Arkansas. The Owls will be back here and they'll face off against Bellarmine and EKU this weekend. And they're searching for their first win in a sun conference play in these two games and actually talking to macy rainwater a little bit a couple weeks ago she told me that a big focus was identity for this team how do they want to present themselves on the field and i think we're going to see that this weekend so andrew can you tell us a little bit about what's been going on with men's and women's tennis absolutely so on the tennis side of things women's tennis just came back from the western carolina hidden duel this weekend where they faced off against western carolina and gardner webb a team that they will be facing come springtime as well. I had the chance the other day to talk with women's associate coach, uh, Simon Pritchard, and he talked about how the freshmen really stood out this weekend. But two he really shed light on are the incoming Slovakian twins, Emma and Teresa. And he said they performed very well, and especially for being their first competition. The men's team also came back from competition as they faced off in the Jacksonville State Invitational at Jacksonville State. Their next challenge will be the ITA All-American Championships in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Awesome. Thank you, Andrew. Now, for the last one, we're going to kick it off to Caroline to tell us a little bit about what's been going on with cross-country. All right, Caroline? Amazing. So, yeah, with our cross-country team right now, they had their first meet of the season on September 1st at the Stansons cross-country opener in Ackworth. And... Our men and women did really well. We had Dylan Berger. He's a freshman. He finished first overall in his first collegiate race. And he was really excited about it because he was this new freshman coming in. He wasn't expecting how good he placed. Um, and that was first overall for the Owls. So it looked it was a really good little start to the season for him. And then for the women, we had Anna James, who finished fourth overall for the Owls in the women's 5K and they both stressed just how much they were grateful to be there and to start the season off. They have their next meet coming up on September 22nd at the Roy Griak Invitational in Minnesota, and I got a chance this week to speak with 
um, Natalie Cummings, and she was explaining to me about how this course is very hilly. It has a lot of mountains because that's kind of the terrain that they're going to be in. And she was telling me how this is not going to be a race where they're going to try and beat personal records. They're just there to race, do their best, but that they're fully prepared for the race. Another thing I'll say about the cross country season and the team is at the Stan Sims opener, I actually ran into a girl that I went to pre-K with and her name is Ellie Sims. And I never thought in a million years that there'd be a connection here, but I saw her at the race and I asked her what she was doing there. And she said, oh yeah, my grandfather, he's Stan Sims. And I was like, whoa, that's amazing. I didn't realize that. And we've been friends all these years. We're still friends. So I think it's amazing that her grandfather is the Stan Sims, which is what the meet is named after every year. And he was a part of the KSU Owls cross country team for years. So I think that's really amazing and a cool story I'd share with you all. That's awesome, Caroline. Now we're going to be getting to a little bit of a different segment that we haven't done before. We're going to talk a little bit about some KSU trivia. Now, each of us kind of brought together a couple of questions and a couple of little hidden facts about KSU sports and anything KSU that some of y'all might not know. So who wants to kick us off with that? I will start. Alrighty. I only have one question, so you better guys, you guys better get it right. KSU is the blank largest university in the state. Is it A, fourth, B, third, C, sixth, or D, first? It's D. I, I no. want to say, I want to say it's, it's third. Maddie says third. Yeah, I might have to say third too. I'm leaning towards third. That's the first answer that I thought in my head. Same here. Andrew, are you sticking with first? I just, real quick before Andrew gets to sticking with first or not, I feel like Georgia State has this beat. I always feel like I remember whenever I was like going here as a freshman, I feel like the the, the number and the name that I hear in first was always Georgia State. So I'm going to have to go with Matt and Carolina. I'm going to have to say third. You know what? I'm going to have to change my answer here. What were the choices again? It was first, sixth, third, and fourth. I think we're the fourth. I think I think there's three other schools that have us beat. And drum roll for the answer. It is third. You guys are right. Yes. Good job, I had an inkling it was third, but like I got a little nervous. I'm not gonna lie to you. We we all started saying third, and I was like, oh gosh. Alrighty. Well. I'm going to actually go next as well, because I think I have a really good one. I really do. I think it's really good. So this KSU trivia is who will be competing in the 2024 Paris Olympics for KSU and which sport is it going to be? I know it's shot put. Do we get options? That's an amazing question that I don't know the answer to, but I need to know this person right now. Is it is it cross country, track and field? It is not. I think- it's not track and field. It is not. They they will most likely be competing, but this one is a bit of an obscure one that I found. So it's not like oh. a normal sport. It's, it's not a-, a normal sport. Oh, interesting. Rugby. Is rugby in the Olympics? I think so. I feel like they're adding it, aren't they? Oh, I don't think rugby is. I don't think rugby is. Oh. Uh, cool. They did use the rugby champ. I did figure this out in my sports governance class. Thank you, Professor Chad Gobert. Paris actually used, um, they had a rugby tournament coming in, um, going into the Olympics to kind of help prepare for how the Olympics would look in Paris. So that's a little fun fact as well. It's a KSU athlete, correct? 
So it's actually not a KSU athlete. This is a trick question. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all. Ready to know. So on August 22nd this year, Emma Hunt is a speed climbing champion and will be competing in the Olympics in speed climbing. Her total time was six seconds for speed rock climbing. And so she will be competing in the Olympics going in for speed rock climbing. That's crazy. Whoa. I have to see that. That's phenomenal. I've watched some of it. Listen, I, I go rock climbing up at the KSU Rec Center sometimes. And like, I it took me a good like couple minutes to climb that. Like, I, I couldn't imagine climbing all that in like six seconds. That's crazy. Six seconds. She's like gliding up the rock. And that's, she got second, by the way. There was someone above her that had a shorter time. And There's so that no is way. crazy. When I go rock climbing, it just takes way too long and longer than it should because I don't want to fall. But here we are. Congrats, Emma, though. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's really cool. I read that and I thought that was really cool. I can't wait to see this. Like, I need a video or something. I'm going to have to look that up. I'm really interested in that. I know. We will likely have a couple of other KSU athletes going in for track and field, I do believe. Um, But I don't know if those qualifiers have happened yet. Amazing. But don't worry. We'll find out. We'll find out once we get closer. All righty, Caroline, do you want to kick us off and do the next one? Uh, Yes. Kennesaw State football had a player that was drafted into the NFL seventh round 218th pick. What was his name and what NFL team did he get drafted to? Travis Bell, uh, Chicago Bears. Yes. He knew Andrew, that right off the phenomenal. But yes, Travis Bell was the seventh round 218th pick for the Chicago Bears. I think that's one of my most favorite questions to ask because I feel like not a lot of people know about it. I mean, a lot of people know about it, but it was like Kennesaw State's first ever football player to get drafted into into the NFL. So I love that question. Just thought I would incorporate that. Good job, Andrew. You knew that right off the dome. For sure. I'm I'm extremely proud. Brownie points for Andrew. I knew it was the Bears. I just didn't know if like you were I didn't know where the question was going. I thought it was gonna go like who was the first like ever one to get drafted? Because I feel like there's been others. Has there? Or was Travis Bell the first one? Travis Bell was the first one. That's crazy. He's been doing great too. Let's go owls, you know? Hootie Hoot. Hootie Hoot. What you want to know what I found out? For the longest time, I thought it was Hootie Hoot. It's Hootie Who. Hootie Who. I didn't know this. I, <laughs> I've been going here since freshman year, and I figured that out last year. But it was like like later last year. It was bad. Hey, you don't want to go to the war with the owls. You don't. You don't want to go to war. So who wants to go next? I believe it'll be either Bryce or Andrew, which whatever one of y'all want to jump in. I'll go and do it. Brian Bohannon more than likely got the triple option offense philosophy while being the quarterback coach of this team. Can we get options? Like A, B, or C? No options. Ugh, what? I don't, I don't think person. I know this one. I'm, I, I'm not, I don't know a lot about Coach Bo. I really wish I did. He's a great coach. I He's just, awesome. I'm not quite sure I know this one. He started as a quarterback coach at the Georgia Institute of Technology under Paul Johnson. Oh, Ooh. wow. That's really cool. I did not know that. Stayed in Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's Bo? awesome. Yeah. He stayed and with he, the Colts, too. And he was the person who first coach of Kennesaw State football. And he's been here ever since. Only coach of Kennesaw State football. Which is great. He's awesome. I did know that. I did know that. I just did not realize that 
he had a background at Georgia Tech. That's awesome. Alrighty. Bryce, do you got a little trivia question for us? I do. This one, I only got one. It's a true or false. Okay. All right. So now that we're going back to football. So going off of head coach Brian Bohannon that Andrew just mentioned, there's been a lot of head coaches across all of college football and across its entire history. If we're looking at coaches to 50 wins, how many games did it take head coach Brian Bohannon to get to 50 wins? Was it A, 61, B, 77, C, 58, or D, 65? 65. I'm going to go with 61. I'm going to go 68, just for the fun of it. What was the other option? 77. I'm going to go 61, too. All right. The answer is... I don't know why, but Jade's on fire right now. It was 65. Ooh, go Jade. Guys, that's why I need other... options. That's why I need options. I'm good at ABCDs. A couple Opening other notable coaches gonna... that made it, that are in that list with them are Paul Johnson did it in 58 games. Urban Meyer did it in 61 games. Kirby Smart did it in 64. Head coach for Kennesaw State, Brian Bohanna, did it in 65. Dabo Sweeney did it in 77, and Nick Saban did it in 80. So some elite company on that list. Oh, yeah. He is on right there. That's a good list. That's, That's awesome. Good... Hey, when you're on list with Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban, two of the most prolific head coaches in the modern football era, you're, that's how you know you're in good company. I would exactly. Agree. I would agree. All righty, guys. So we're nearing the end of this little podcast. Now to kind of close it out a little bit, we had a little bit of discussion before we all kind of hopped on to do the little podcast about coffee. So we're going to open it back up again. Give me everyone's favorite coffee order. And also, if you prefer Starbucks or Dunkin'. I would have to say that my favorite coffee would have to be from Dunkin'. I don't really go to Starbucks too much. So definitely a Dunkin' guy. Dunkin' is for when I need sugar. Like, I know that I need sugar. Starbucks is like a staple go-to, like, you know, you want to go coffee? Okay, let's go to Starbucks. That's my thing with that. Starbucks is comfier. Dunkin' is for a specific need. Now, my Starbucks order is, I'm just kind of boring, so it's just an iced coffee with sugar-free vanilla and oat milk. That's it. That's all I get there. If I'm feeling spicy, I'll do the shaken espresso. One of them. I don't really know which one that I get. Um, but if I'm just going to get coffee, it's just the iced coffee with oat milk and sugar-free vanilla. It's really good. See, I agree with you. I am a Starbucks girly till I die. I love a good Starbucks. I It's kind of bad how much of an addiction it is. But I definitely think Starbucks is great. Starbucks is my go-to. If I'm like, I want, I know I'm going to get good coffee, I'm going to Starbucks. Dunkin's kind of like a, I might get good coffee. I might not. It like really depends. But when I am craving Dunkin', like I'm craving Dunkin'. But my favorite go-to, like my favorite like order, I think right now has to be a dirty chai. It's a staple for me. I love it. It's so good. And it just like, I don't know. It's like a good, like, it's a good mix. And I, it's my go-to. So that, that's gotta be mine. Dirty chais are amazing. They're kind of hit or miss sometimes, I feel. Some people can mess them up, but... When they're right, they are spot on. 
a hundred percent. Rich eyes are really good. And um, I am a huge coffee fanatic. Like if you ever want to get coffee, I'm there. I don't care where it's at. I can find something. I can, I can drink it black, but it's very rare that I drink it black. Like it'll have to be if I'm like eating a dessert or something, but I love coffee. I love creamers. I will say my favorite coffee is the one that I make at home. I love just hot, a hot coffee. It's Dunkin' Hazelnut K-Cup and I put some French vanilla in there. Not too much. I don't like a bunch of it, but it's just a little hazelnut coffee that I make at home. That's my favorite coffee. If I'm going Dunkin', it's going to probably be an iced coffee. I'm not a huge fan of Dunkin's hot coffee. So if I'm really in the mood for an iced coffee, it'll most likely be Dunkin'. But Starbucks, I don't go there a ton, but I do like their coffee. And I've recently gotten an iced white mocha and I've added pumpkin uh, cold foam on top. I think that's what it's called called I've never gotten it before until like a few weeks ago it was actually really good it's not like a super sweet coffee um I don't like super sweet coffee but I think my favorite is just the kind that I make at home and it's really good and I'm all about coffee shops take me to a coffee shop we'll be best friends lazy lab is the best coffee shop lazy in Lab is the best coffee I've ever had yes plug it lazy is. labrador we're it's if a sponsor out network lazy lab is my best friend it has helped me through the bad days it has never made me cry so we're honestly best friends so i feel like i'm the only one here who a hasn't been the lazy lab and b hasn't had a dirty chai you're missing out yeah look i'm basic okay so i just go no matter where i go it's an iced caramel latte you know why because you know what you're gonna get always and it's gonna be the most consistent out of any out of any of them and so I know if someone messes up an iced caramel latte, don't go there because it's the most basic coffee order. You know That's what? That would... Yeah, I agree. Well, but Duncan, I freaking love Duncan. But Tuesday Coffee House in Marietta, also a very solid choice. I have not been there. So now we got two plugs. You got two plugs here. I think the message for today's podcast is, uh, you know, there's a lot of good KSU trivia. We might have to do this again. And we got to plug Lazy Lab. And what was the other place, Andrew? Tuesday. But I will say, too, uh, production guys, especially in House of Worship, know the best coffee houses. (laughs) I love it. You got experience. All righty, y'all. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this Owlympic podcast. More of this where you came from. It's going to be every month here. And keep tuning in every single time. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. And go Owls. (laughs)